It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. It is great to have all of you with us on the program. And today we're going to talk about guardian angels. We all have one, but do you recognize that spiritual reality and then call on your angel to help and guard you? I mean, God created everything, including angels, to watch over us and intercede for us. Look at the lives of Mary and Joseph. Uh, we all know that story, uh, don't we? But uh, what about you? When has your faith been impacted by your guardian angel? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, Father Michael Hurley. Father Michael is a Dominican. Priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco and pastor of St. Dominic Catholic Church. Father Michael Hurley, great to have you back on the Angels. Yeah, you know, I, Angels, one of my favorite, uh, favorite subjects. And I know we're going to get a lot of stories today, and we invite you and our listening audience. We'll get those phone lines open here in just a moment uh, to join us uh, on the program today with uh, that moment in your life when you were aware of your guardian angel, maybe leading you, guiding you, protecting you. Uh, whatever that might be. But uh, we'll uh, get those phone lines open here in just a moment. But uh, Father Michael, get us started. Guardian angels, who are they? I sometimes want to ask, what are they? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good uh, good question, Chuck, because we often talk about angels as, as a what, right, a thing. But angels are people. <laughs> they are every bit as much as a person as we are because they are created uh, with an intellect and a will, which is but you need to be a person. And so they are personal spiritual creatures that the Lord has uh, given uh, has, uh, in creation itself. But in a very particular way, uh, he has given uh, us uh, these great guides in our own lives that we have recourse to in terms of our, our spiritual life. And so uh, when we talk about angels, there's, there's kind of two ways to approach it. We can approach it from what we know uh, from Revelation, from the Scripture, but then, given uh, the fact that God has given us the ability to seek understanding through revelation, we also have a beautiful theology around angels, which comes from tradition and our, our ability to reason uh, what a spiritual creature might be like. So as a Dominican, uh, the great uh, uh, philosopher and theologian Thomas Aquinas uh, has a beautiful, beautiful description and theology about angels, and for that very reason— his nickname was the Angelic Doctor, because he has this hmm. beautiful kind of um, reasoning around angels. So, so we know about angels both from, from Scripture, from a revelation, but also from our ability to think more deeply about what these kind of spiritual people, these, these creatures are, and today talking a little bit about the, our personal relationship with them in our, in our lives. Yeah, and then uh, get us started here. Walk us a little bit into St. Thomas Aquinas. What um, what did this great theologian, what is he teaching us even today? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And when, whenever Aquinas is going to talk about theology, it always starts in the sacred scripture. <laughs> so in this particular question about angels, 
do angels exist or how do we know that they exist? He says we can take certainly from Scripture. There, there's uh, certainly there's almost 300 angelic encounters in all of the Bible. Uh, and so he says from that we, we know that, that angels exist. But even if we didn't have revelation, and this points to the fact when he's talking and, and, and uh, speaking to other faiths, other religions like Islam, they too have the notion of spiritual creatures. And he says we can reason to a fittingness uh, of the ange- of angels. So he says, uh, the way I like to put it is I, I call it the planet Earth argument, right? So I don't know if you like that show. There's a, the, the, the famous kind of BBC kind of planet Earth that, that goes into uh, kind of the sure. wonders of creation, and they use all these kind of uh, very um, uh, technical uh, kind of beautiful imagery and camera and cinematography to unveil the beauties of creation. And uh, there's a way in which St. Thomas does kind of the planet Earth kind of uh, intellectual exercise about we, we can see all creation kind of uh, reflects the glory of God, but why isn't there between us and God a kind of spiritual creation that's pointed to by St. Paul in Colossians, where he says Christ is uh, the head of all things, whether visible or invisible, and then he names principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, and this is where we get the quote-unquote hierarchy or the choirs of angels from St. Paul and that tradition of reading that line. And so he says, let's talk about and use our intellect and our reason to talk about the great diversity, beauty, uh, and uh, kind of wisdom of God as seen by these spiritual creatures, and kind of does a little bit of the planet Earth treatment, I call it, to, uh, to, to the spiritual realm. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director talking today about guardian angels. And let's open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. Toll-free phone number, as you probably know, 888-914-9149. We'll get you into the studio and onto the program today. Also, you can email us, life at relevantradio.com. But as we uh, talk about guardian angels, what is your experience with your guardian angel? When have you been aware of an angel leading you or guarding you and protecting you. Certainly, if you have any questions about guardian angels, we invite you to join us as well. Again, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. And so, uh, Father Michael, we talk about uh, the angels, our guardian angels leading us, protecting us, but um, they help us grow in holiness too, don't they? Absolutely. And in fact, the moment in which Jesus chooses to reveal guardian angels in Matthew uh, chapter 18 If you look at the, sometimes we just say, okay, do we have a guardian angel? And the answer is absolutely. We don't have to speculate it, right? This is what Jesus himself says. But it's interesting to reflect on the context in which Jesus chooses to reveal the guardian angels. It's it's a chapter 18 of Matthew, and it begins with the disciples. Do you remember that great story of the disciples arguing who's the greatest, right? (laughs) Who's the greatest in the kingdom? And, you know, I'm sure each each apostle had their own, you know, Peter's like, oh, I'm the vicar of Christ, and St. John says something like, well, I'm called the beloved disciple for a reason, you know? (laughs) So they're having this little back and forth. And what does Jesus do? He takes a little child and puts it in their midst and says, unless you become like a little child, you can't enter the kingdom of of, of heaven, right? So he points to uh, the humility and that sense of dependency on God as being the key factor, the essential ingredient in greatness. In other words, he connects greatness, that is, the best of who we are called to be, that is, holiness, (laughs) with humility. He connects holiness with humility, and then he continues by saying, well, therefore, don't scandalize one of these little ones. Why not? Because I say to you that their angels in heaven 
continually see the face of my heavenly Father. And so he names what? He names that the little one is the one to whom humility is the path of holiness, and then says, and how do you know this? And don't scandalize or don't um, quench the, the search or the quest for holiness in this little one, because they have an angel, and he uses the possessive, their angel, we call these guardian angels in heaven that continually see the face of my heavenly Father. And so right there, he names the fact that each of us, insofar as we were a child at one point, have a guardian angel, right? So that's the first thing to say. Sometimes I'm asked, you know, do we know we have a guardian angel? Do we get it at baptism? Or when, when does our guardian angel comes? Well, what does Jesus say? He says, basically, if you are a little one, so if you were a child at some point, you have a guardian angel, right? There's no other restriction. I can see the Lord puts it or limitation there. So unless you're, um, as I like to say, Benjamin Button, <laughs> you know, reverse aging, <laughs> you have, you've got an already guardian angel. If you're Benjamin Button, you got to wait till the end of your life, right? <laughs> so in other words, we all have these guides, and they're to lead us in the way of humility, to be like little children. And, and in that way, we see two kinds of things that come up. He says that the angels, these angels that are given to us, for our humility, for our growth and holiness, continually see the face of our Heavenly Father. So I once saw this beautiful um, image of a guardian angel uh, that was cast in bronze, and it had two faces. It had a face looking upwards in worship and awe to God, and then it had a face of like real deep care and concern looking at a little child in, in this in this kind of uh, portrayal of that guardian angel. And what it means is that our guardian angels simultaneously are worshiping God they know what God knows, they see what God sees, and they're in this kind of communication of worship with God. But at the same time, they are the living presence of God's love for us. In other words, the guardian angel is given to us to let us know that God is present to us. Our guardian angel is, if you will, the manifestation of God's love for us. Our guardian angel is God saying to us, I love you. I'm there for you. You're not alone. That, that word angel means messenger, the one uh, who communicates a kind of uh, message to someone or information. And God wants to let us know through our guardian angel how much he loves and cares for us. And so that original sin or that, that, that sin of original sin of pride, which keeps us from God, the Lord wants to break that down, you know, like cultivating humility of holiness. And this is done by recognizing that from the very first moments of our life, we are given this angel, this angelic person, this spiritual creature uh, to light, to guard, to rule, and to guide us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, uh, Father Michael, just make the point a little bit more emphatic, not that you haven't already, but um, that every one of us has a guardian angel, whether we are aware of this uh, person or not. We all have one, don't we? We do, and and once again, like I said, I we can only know for for certain, especially when we're talking about angels, what's been revealed to us. And Jesus does not put any limitation on that. He says, "See that you do not despise these little ones." Right? That's the scripture. And he doesn't say, "See you not despise them because these little ones are baptized, or these are uh, favored, especially, or they're so holy, or they're um, there's some kind of qualification." He says, "No, don't despise these little ones. Why? Because they're angels." are continually in the face, seeing the face of my Heavenly Father. So there's no limitation that Jesus gives. 
So who are we to put any limitation on what has been revealed to us? We all have a guardian angel. Yeah. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director talking about guardian angels today. And uh, when have you been aware of your guardian angel working in your journey of faith? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. You can email us as well, life at relevantradio.com. Father Michael, let's uh, take a phone call for you. Let's start with uh, Mary listening in Arlington Heights, that in the uh, northwest. Um, about When my son was about five years old, he very matter-of-factly, and he's a calm and not storytelling kid, but he saw his guardian angel. And we've asked him about it a lot, and he just maintains this. It, it, it was a very, it was an event that was very much just tuned into his life, and I'm wondering if angels can manifest themselves to people, maybe to like fortify them or something for some reason that we don't know. Oh, uh, absolutely. Thank you, Mary, for that question. It's, yeah, no, if we look at the skin here, once again, we, when we're talking about angels, uh, there's a, the, kind of the realm of what's been revealed to us, and then, then there's the kind of the realm of, uh, of the speculation. So certainly if we look at what's been revealed to us, the appearance of guardian angels, and, that is, and that's the right word for it, too, because angels don't have bodies. They don't have any physical manifestation in and of themselves. But we see in Scripture that they are able to take on bodies or to take on a kind of visage, whether that kind of a luminescent presence or some such. But that's not really the angel. That's just the manifestation of the angel so that we can interact with that angel. We see that happening, like I said, almost 300 times in the Scripture. And it's interesting that if you, if you look at it, there's, there's roughly uh, uh, double the number of angelic appearances in the New Testament as in the Old Testament, which kind of maybe goes contrary to what we think. And what that means, though, is that wherever Christ is present, that's where an, an angel is going to be. And so I think oftentimes when, we, when we, we, someone tells, shares a story with us or we have a kind of encounter, we always ask, okay, um, how is this leading me to Christ, or how is this communicating something about what, what God wants me to know? And so especially for, for little ones, in terms of, uh, as, as you say, the, this, this, uh, this uh, story you're sharing about, you know, uh, your, your son seeing his guardian angel, you might ask him, you know, well, what did that do for you? Like, well, what was that? Well, how is God confirming you in that? It just might be a moment, a personal moment of a kind of encouragement that he doesn't need at that moment, but maybe later on, or maybe even in that moment, a way of encouragement. So as long as we're connecting it to Christ and not to some uh, kind of, I don't know, uh, theoretical or uh, Gnostic kind of thing, we can't go wrong. Yeah. Mary, uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate that. And uh, so, Father Mike Michael Hurley, when we talk about guardian angels, I presume as a priest uh, that you uh, probably know of people who have had uh, angel experiences, if I can use that term. But uh, those stories, but uh, your story, do you have a story of an angel? Oh, yeah, no, sure. I mean, in terms of my own guardian angel, it's a, it's a prayer that I, I think, Chuck, it's one of the very first prayers that I learned, like the prayer to the guardian angel, I'm sure many of our listeners know it, but it, it, I always like to say it, it takes 15 seconds to pray that prayer, right? Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule and guide, amen. And so I, I learned that when I was very young, and, and until this day, I've got all the, 
you know, all the prayers that I pray. I, the last time we were talking about the orarium and 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 the and the so the, so the prayers that I pray as a priest, as a Dominican. But I've never I've never failed to pray that prayer every day, <laughs> waking up and to connect with my guardian angel. And and what that means, though, I think, in terms of my own story, is is throughout my life I've seen where my guardian angel has done all of those four things: has enlightened me, has guided me, has ruled me, has basically made it possible for me to. Um, have access to God's will for my life. Um, and so, I, I mean, it, it, there's no, I, I don't have a story of like, uh, of, of, of how to put it, of, of like avoiding near, uh, like a near-death experience or something like that. But I, I would say that the most consistent angelic uh, presence uh, that, that I have where we kind of have feel connection is, first of all, whenever I, when I'm celebrating Mass, there are certainly moments when I am just aware of the fact that uh, I'm not just with myself and even the congregation with me, but that when we say the holy, 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 which is uh, from Scripture in, in Isaiah, the, the, the threefold sanctus that, that we pray, that my guardian angel is right by my side there, right? <laughs> and you just have this, I don't know how to put it other than a sense of presence, because yeah. when the Lord becomes present on that altar, you're not just, it's not like I'm there, you know, praying with the Lord, it's that I'm joining the angels. I'm joining the heavenly host. They're not joining me. I'm joining them, right? And so you, you just, you, as, as a priest, I don't know how to put it other than you feel that presence, and there can even be like a palpable sort of, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to put it, just just like, you know, you're, you know, if someone's in the room, even if you can't see them, <laughs> so to speak, uh, they're a powerful presence. And so I think, I think for myself, especially around worship and liturgy, is our, our been, have been kind of the most keenly felt moments. But then also, I, I know, like in the confessional, uh, when sometimes I'll say something, they so in our confessionals, you know, it's, it's anonymous, so you're, you don't see the person. Uh, and so you're, you're talking to all of a sudden, you know, I, I remember um, just recently, in fact, someone was, was confessing and, and asking for advice as well. And I said something that to myself, I, I thought to myself, why did I just say that? <laughs> like, that doesn't, that's not something I normally say. And the person just got quiet. And I thought, oh, I've said the wrong thing. <laughs> and, and the person became very emotional and said, said Father, I, that wasn't you speaking. That was that was God speaking to me right then, and I know that's my guardian angel nudging me <laughs> to, to kind of say and inspiring me with the Holy Spirit. Just as Gabriel, the, the words of that angel Gabriel brought the Holy Spirit to overshadow Mary. I know my guardian angel is going to kind of guide me and and direct me if I'm open to that uh, sense of um, being guided and being encouraged. So, so for me, around my priesthood, around my sacraments, especially. We are uh, talking today about guardian angels, and what's been your experience uh, with your guardian angel? When have you been aware of an angel leading you or guarding you and protecting you? Uh, We'd love to hear your story. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director. If you would like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. is today's gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke chapter 10 verses 21 through 24. Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, 
and who the Father is, except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Turning to the disciples in private, he said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I say to you, many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the program today. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls today. Father Michael Hurley, our spiritual director. Father Michael is uh, one of our regular contributors, pastor of St. Dominic Catholic Church. He's a Dominican priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Talking today about guardian angels. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. What's your story with your guardian angel? When have you been aware of an angel leading you or guarding you or protecting you? Certainly, if you have any questions about guardian angels, we invite you to join us as well. And again, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. So, uh, Father Michael, let's head back to uh, the phones, and let's start with Mary, listening in Springfield, Oregon. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the program today. Hello. Thank you. Well, uh, if I ever doubted anything about uh, guardian angels, this is what happened uh, my husband and I had an office downtown, and uh, it was getting dark, and uh, I was by myself, and I uh, was going to close up the office, and as I went out on the back porch, I saw that uh, the light uh, on the back porch had burned out, and being downtown, we like to have it uh, lit up all around our office, so I went in and got this stool and as I was getting this stool to stand on I thought you know I probably shouldn't do that oh well I'll just hop up there and um, so I was I got up on the stool and it started shaking and I um, had the bulb in my hand to put in but when it when I, I started to fall but there was nothing to grab onto and I looked, and if I, I knew if I fell that I would fall off the porch, and it would be bad. <laughs> so I, I just, all of a sudden, I felt something pull me back. And I got down off the stool, and I, 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 it was just a sense of amazement because I felt, I felt that pull. I did not fall. I was safe. 
Wow. And you knew and you you knew right at that moment you had that sense that that wasn't uh, it wasn't just there was another there was not a uh, kind of a logical explanation other than the Lord's intervention to the <laughs> angel there. <laughs> yeah. No, there was no there was no there was no one around. I felt yeah. that pull. I felt that I felt somebody catching wow. me and pulling yeah. me back. It was amazing. That is amazing. That is an amazing story, Mary. And I, I think of this, I'm sure you're familiar with the scripture about, um, you know, they, actually the devil uses it as a temptation in the desert, but, uh, but it's from the Psalms where the Lord, the Lord basically says he will bear your, you up on his hands lest you dash your foot against the stone or, or even when you're changing a light bulb. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. If I, like I say, if I ever had uh, any doubt about guardian angels, I, I always ask my children's guardian angels to guard them but that that showed me you know this is it (laughs) (laughs) yeah no and and mary Mary, yeah i i i like how you you mentioned too sending you sending guardian angels for your for your children's welfare you said and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and your grandchildren Oh, nice. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping them busy. Mary, thanks so much. Good to have you on the program today. Father Michael Hurley, our spiritual director. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Inner Life. Coast to coast and around the world on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app, our program about spiritual direction today, talking about guardian angels, uh, your experience with your guardian angel. When have you, um, like Mary, been aware of of an angel leading you or guarding you or protecting you? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888. 914-9149. I want to get to some more phone calls, but uh, Father Michael, first, talk a little bit about the relationships. How do we improve our relationship with our guardian angel? I mean, I know people, and I'm sure you do. I'm sure our listeners, and maybe you in our listening audience are one of these people. It's just like they are so aware of their guardian mm-hmm. angel with them. I mean, talking with them, uh, asking them questions, leading them, sending them. It's just like they're part of their faith. And, you know, I want that, and I don't always know how to do that. How can we improve the the relationship we have with our guardian angels? Yeah, no, I think it's just like any relationship. You need to spend time with with someone in that way. So the best advice I usually give is, is to take fifteen that fifteen seconds that it takes to pray that that prayer, or, or pr- frankly, any any prayer you want. Sometimes I'll I'll um, invite folks to compose their own prayer right to the garden. In other words, personalize that prayer that makes it, um, in a sense, more uh, ready at hand or opening your heart in, in different ways. So, but I for me, it's because I learned that 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 very simple prayer when I was young that it's close to my heart. So, but just you need to wait. The first, it's got to be on your agenda. Of first things to do in the day, you know, and we we get up and, and prepare our day to really connect with our guardian angel at that moment, recognizing that our guardian angel wants to be asked like our, literally it's not like it's not like our guardian angel's bored he's worshiping with you know our lord so like he's in the in a sense the the eternity of, of heavenly bliss but in another way if we kind of think about it projecting ourselves our guardian angel their one job is for our welfare so they are so eager to help us right i mean you can just you think of a mother's love for a child or mary's mentioning her grandchildren you think of grandparents just want the best for their grandchildren. Well, now, you know, <laughs> blow that up exponentially. <laughs> your guardian angel is just waiting there, dying to be, you know, asked. So ask your guardian angel <laughs> for for whatever you want, for whatever whatever might lead you in that sense of holiness. And then I would say the, the, the next thing is so not, not, not only kind of 
make it intentional and pray, not only ask specifically, and in some ways, the more detailed, the better. When it comes to when we ask people of things, we, uh, we we tend to ask our friends, those we're closest to, for even the little things, right? If I, if I don't know you so well, Chuck, I'm not going to necessarily ask you for something unless unless I kind of have a sense that you're going to grant it, right? So by by asking your angel for even tiny things, you're you're implicitly opening yourself up to a relationship of trust there, right? You're entrusting this care, uh, this this desire of your heart or this need. And then finally, to say thank you, <laughs> right? Because there's nothing that, that brings a relationship more life and animates it than gratitude. And so I would say so the awareness, asking, and gratitude, right? Those are three very concrete steps that I, I think if we, if you kind of employ that in our lives, then our, our relationship will undoubtedly grow. Yeah. Father Michael Hurley, our spiritual director, talking about guardian angels today. Let's take another phone call. Anita listening in Yorkville, Illinois. Hello, Anita. Welcome to The Inner Life. Hi. Um, I have a very active guardian angel that I am very grateful for. So I'm just going to tell you one of the stories. Um, A number of years ago, I was going through a very difficult divorce. And one day I was particularly distraught because of some events that were going on. And uh, I had just talked to my son and found out that he was not going to testify. And so I walked into my office and I had just sat down. I was just starting to weep. And I was very much in despair, and all of a sudden, I hear from the other room, do, 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 and it stopped. It was a music box in the other room that I had not even thought about in about two years. It had been a gift from someone, and it just played. And it had to be my guardian angel. There was no one else in there. And it was just for my comfort. And I'm sure it must have been my angel just letting me know that the Lord had everything under control. And I had nothing to fear. He was going to take oh. care of me and my children. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a great story. I, I think I love that hymn, the How Great Thou Art. Is that the hymn that you were <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, that's a, I, in some ways, I, I think that experience is classic because the guardian angel is, is never going to, uh, is always going to bring the very gifts of, of, of the presence of Christ himself. So peace of mind and peace of heart and is never going to lead us uh, into any fear or any sense of consternation, which is, which is how we know the difference between perhaps our guardian angel and perhaps um, uh, an angel or a, or, a, or a demon that would be trying to trip us up or tempt us in that way. So yeah. that's a, that, that sense that you have there uh, really speaks to that discernment. Yeah. Anita, great story. Thanks uh, for joining us on the program today. Father Michael Hurley, our spiritual director, talking about guardian angels. Let's uh, head to Tennessee and Michelle listening in Coopertown. Hi, Michelle. You're up next and welcome to the program today. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, My story was back in the 80s. I was driving to work. I live on a country road, but it's heavily trafficked. It was pouring down rain. I mean, they're just car to car, you know, 30 deep all the time, both directions when you're going and coming from work. And I started hydroplaning in a large SUV back in the 80s. This was like a Ford. It's just massive. And I knew I had lost control because it was it was swiveling like 180 back and forth, both lanes. 
and I started to um, flip, and I let go of the wheel, and I started praying that I thought I was going to die. I was actually praying for my husband because um, he lost his father as a young man, and I really thought I was going to die. The car flipped end over end, and it rolled. I don't know how many times when I came to a stop, I was hanging upside down, um, and a lot of people had stopped and were running up, and people were yelling, is there anyone else in the car? Is there anyone in the car? And no, I, you know, I answered them, and some guys were saying, well, we need to get her out because the way I was hanging, didn't matter if my neck was broken. I mean, I was hanging from my seatbelt. And one of the guys said, anybody got a crowbar? And from where I was hanging, I looked up, and the roof was right by my head, and the crowbar that is literally in a locked compartment in the back of those SUVs was stabbed into the, the, the roof right by my head. And I reached up, and I just grabbed it and pulled it out, and I passed it through the windshield that, you know, the plexiglass, it just separates. And I saw these three men just shudder when they saw where I pulled that from. And I can remember thinking, this must have been a powerful fight in this car. So. Yeah. When I did get out, that SUV was completely decimated. The ceiling, it was completely compressed except right over my head. And Yeah, so I had no doubt that I had an angel in there or several um, (laughs) protecting me. Maybe even even more than one. (laughs) Maybe even more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for the story. And we hear those stories. Uh, and, you know, and talk about that a little bit, if you would, uh, Father Michael, because I think somebody might say, well, that's just the way things worked out. Um, but I, I just got to believe that, you know, when we talk about guardian angels, they are guarding us, even in the midst of those moments that uh, that uh, like like uh, like that one. Uh, they're with us all the time, aren't they? Absolutely. And here, once again, we don't have to speculate because Scripture, uh, in fact, reveals this to us. And I mentioned earlier the the very famous Psalm 91, where it it talks about, you know, that the Lord will command His angels concerning you to guard you, guide you in all your ways, and they will lift you up in their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone, right? And you will tread on the lion and the cobra, trample the young lion and the serpent. So there's this idea in which the Lord has given us these guardians, and it, it's not just that. It's not just wish fulfillment, right? If something good happens, oh, it must have been. It's, that it's, it's designed in nature, that God's creation, I go back to that planet Earth, from, from, from all that comes forth from God, there's the beauty of all creation, but there's a whole spiritual creation, invisible realm, that we don't have access to, that I think we probably underestimate <laughs> the angelic um, connection that we have rather than overestimate. Like you said, I think often we think we're kind of skeptical. Well, you know, I think one of the great joys of heaven is going to be the revelation that we don't even know what we don't know. <laughs> we're not even aware of what we're unaware of. And I think be just if you just do the stats in terms of if everyone has a guardian angel and every place, I, I haven't really spoken to this, but we know from Scripture, too, that God assigns uh, guardians to particular places and to and to activities as well. So there's probably, I mean, once again, this is this is more speculation. But when the, the scripture speaks of hosts upon hosts of angels, there are probably more angels created than all of humanity <laughs> put together. And the the idea that that there wouldn't be interaction on a minute by minute basis actually is more illogical to me, right? And so I think we vastly, vastly underrate the kind of spiritual interaction that's going on. And this is why St. Paul talks about 
that our struggle, if there's a, to whatever extent there's a kind of struggle for our souls and, and working out our salvation, it's between principalities and powers. What's going on in the spiritual dimension is much more active, alive, and present than we have any awareness of. And so when someone's these kinds of stories, you know, I think when they're fanta- when they when they're so manifestly, you know, they're saving us from death, we recognize them. But they're probably happening on a micro level, a daily activity level, way more than we we truly can appreciate. (laughs) Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director on The Inner Life Today. We're talking about guardian angels. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Your experience with your guardian angel. When have you been aware of an angel leading you or guarding you or protecting you. Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Good to have all of you with us on The Inner Life today. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director. Father Michael a Dominican priest and pastor of St. Dominic Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, talking today about guardian angels and uh, lots of great stories about guardian angels today. We'll get to some more phone calls here in just a moment. Uh, but, Father Michael, yesterday on the program we were talking about purgatory, and we had an email come in, which uh, knowing what we were going to be talking about today, I hung on to it because our emailer is asking, what happens to your guardian angel when you die? And what happens if you go to purgatory to your guardian angel? Well, I don't know, Chuck. Do we believe in purgatory still? Well, some of us do. Yes, Father Michael, we do. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday. I didn't. I, I didn't. I, didn't, I missed yesterday's show. But no, I keep. Um, no, no. So purgatory, as, as you no doubt discussed yesterday, is. Um, Every bit of um, a part of our journey, and for, for most of us, so probably in terms of our that purification needed to come into the the uh, face-to-face encounter with our Lord Jesus, and so purgatory is really it's it's not a third place, at least is the way to put it, between heaven and hell. It truly is heaven. It's it's the it's the it's the kind of the the uh, waiting room of heaven, or whatever analogy you want to give. But it, the train that that takes off from purgatory is always towards heaven, and so at that point. Um, the the guiding part is 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 really about that purification process. So it, once again, we're speculating here because we don't have we have the fact that there is a purification process. We have a, a fact that this is something that is part of our faith, but we don't know a lot about the physics of what that exactly will be. But to the extent that it is uh, still God's working in us to purify us, to burn away the pride and the ego and all the selfishness we have in our life, our guardian angel will continue. To and, and perhaps in that day, uh, enlighten us uh, to be able to, you know, kind of work our way through purgatory because we're going to need that help. And in the same way, we think of when we pray for uh, those who are in purgatory, our prayers make a difference in their life. So, too, 
in a sense, the actions and activity of the guardian angels, who of those who are continuing in that way, can also be effective, I would think, for sure. And then when we get to heaven, so to speak, um, there's, there's a way in which our guardian angel, I don't think, will be unrelated to us. Their, their role of guiding us will no longer uh, apply. But once again, this is why I go back to that original scripture. The whole point is that our guardian angel, or those angel that is kind of has care of our soul, is first and foremost... Um, connected to the Lord in, in worship. And so, in a sense, we will join them <laughs> in that task of, of loving and worshiping and, and connecting with our Heavenly Father. So that relationship will change, but it won't be ended. So basically, at the moment we're conceived, the moment in which we are assigned a, 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 a spiritual guardian, a, a, a creature who is um, made uh, for us to get <laughs> to, to come into the to our, our ultimate happiness, we will have that relationship forever. It's an, it will be an unending eternal relationship. Yeah. I'm sitting here listening to you thinking, I wonder if our guardian angels get sad, maybe feel unemployed mm. when we don't call on them <laughs> the way we should. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, once again, we're putting, it's easy to put human emotions onto angels, which they don't <laughs> have in them, them themselves. But, but, but to the extent that they have something like that, Absolutely. It would be in the same way that our Lord himself uh, would be, you know, sad or frustrated. Correlated to Jesus' emotional state of being when those who turn away from him, when he offers the rich young man who, you know, who who isn't able to respond to his call because he's got other things in his life. Um, I imagine that's somewhat of the sadness of our guardian angel when we, we either are indifferent to uh, their presence, unaware of that, or, or simply don't believe. Yeah, indifferent. That's a good word. Good word. Father Michael Hurley, our spiritual director. Let's get back to the phones. Karen, listening in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Thank you for waiting and welcome to the program today. Hi, this is just such a miracle and it just happened last night. I'm a grandma. I have six grandchildren ages 6 to 16. Every morning I pray for them that their guardian angel will protect them and Mother Mary and to God bless them. And my little six-year-old grandson, Curious, last night decided that he would pull out all the drawers on an extremely heavy, solid wood dresser in his mom and dad's bedroom and climb on it. And there's a TV on the top of it. Hmm. And you, we all know what happened. And it, my daughter-in-law was downstairs. She heard a thud and heard a scream. She ran up there and his guardian angel had put, a, there was a big laundry basket right in front of the dresser that stopped it. And it saved, I know it saved his life. The television shattered. And it just, I've been praying all morning because it truly is an example of the power of the guardian angels. If we just ask for it, ask for it every day, I pray for them. And I, I just had to share it's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. It's it, like I, I love that story because it just obviously is recent in your mind, and it's yes. something that in the large scheme, it, yeah, it's not going to make the front of the newspaper. You know, it's not like a national story. No. But yeah, how important? But but how important it is, how real it is in your life. Yeah. Wow. Oh yes. Oh yes. So I'm so thankful that I could share that. It's grandparents can do that all the time. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, Karen, thanks for calling in today. Just last night, I always uh, always love today's stories, and they're all around yeah. us, and we just have the eyes to see them as well. So, But, hey, thanks for the call. Let's uh, head to Phoenix, Arizona. Dan listening there. Hello. 
Yeah, I have a story about uh, Guardian Angels 25 years ago. I was a single parent uh, of two boys, and we came home from school, and uh, it was on a Friday night. It was 12 days before Christmas, and my oldest boy said, the dad, the side window of my bedroom is broken. And I looked, and I figured, oh, my gosh, we've been broken into. So I went to the neighbors, and I called the police. The police came in. No one was in there, but all the Christmas presents had been stolen. And I'm not a wealthy man. Uh, I had no money to replace those presents, and it was only 12 days before Christmas. I don't know if you know how insurance companies operate, but they have to verify, and I wasn't going to get any money from them for 12, in 12 days. So uh, their mother came and picked them up because it was her visitation for the weekend, and, and they went with her because I had custody of the children. And uh, I went to the to adoration. And before God, I, I laid down myself before him and said, I know you, you allowed this to happen, and all things are possible in your name. I submit myself to your will always. And if you want us to go through this, it is your son's birthday, my father in heaven, and uh, we will do what you want us to do. And I finished my adoration after an hour and saying the rosary and uh, went back home. It was about 9.30. The next morning I woke up to a knock at the door and I'm kind of a big burly guy. Uh, kind of scary. I didn't have a shirt on and I opened the door and there's a 17-year-old. I figured about a 17-year-old young man standing at the door and he didn't even back up when I when I got to the door. Most people would go, oh my gosh. But uh, he didn't even back up and he looked at me and he said, Mr. Sullivan, so he obviously knew my name, Mr. Sullivan, uh, do you believe in Christmas? And there was no tone to his, his, his voice. I, I remember that. And I had this menu come up in my, in my brain that was just like all these wisecrack answers that I could give him. And I said, what are you selling? And uh, he asked the question again, do you believe in Christmas? And all these answers came up again, and I just said, I picked the one that said yes. Yes. And I, that's all I said was yes. And he handed me this small box. He started to walk away, and he turned around, and he said, this is a now present. And uh, I opened the box, and it was full of uh, rolled bills tied with a ribbon. Uh, after I had counted it uh, an hour later, uh, it came within 29 cents of what I spent on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I ran to the to the street to see if I could see him because he had disappeared and I couldn't see him anywhere. I ran up and down the street and, uh, in fact, my neighbor, you know, what are you doing? I, I just said, do you see that guy? No, I didn't see anybody. You know, it was that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just knelt down and said, you know, thanks to God. And I had the money to uh to replace christmas i still have that that cup that was mm. full of the bows wow. that, well dan uh, uh, <laughs> this is a fa- yeah <laughs> father michael yeah this is where i tend to say ho hum another miracle <laughs> <laughs> what a great story yeah. wow wow yeah. you know and dan <laughs> thanks uh, for calling in with that you know one of the and i've done a lot of uh, documentaries on angels and one of the characteristics of angel stories is whoever shows up disappears 
We don't know who they were, man or woman, yeah. whatever, and suddenly they are gone. They disappear, and that's one of the characteristics. What a beautiful story that is. And I'm so taken, uh, Father Michael, prayed in adoration. God's will be done, and look what yes. happened. And, wow. and that really is the key. Um, I, just if I might say a word, just that, that um, certainly there's lots of beautiful stories, but there might be someone out there who's thinking that, you know, nothing like this has ever happened to me, or why, why doesn't my guardian angel help me in this way? And I would just say, I remember Pope Benedict talking about this very question. He, he had, it was, I think it was back in the, uh, maybe 10 years ago when he was Pope, and he, he fell and he broke his wrist. And someone actually asked him, why didn't your guardian angel keep you from falling and breaking your wrist? <laughs> and he said, well, he goes, I, I don't know. Maybe the Lord wanted, you know, to teach me patience and humility. But he says, maybe he, maybe my guardian angel kept me from, you know, breaking my skull. You know, who knows, right? Uh, but but he, he ended up rightly kind of like getting to the core of it, is that our, our angel is given to us to guide us and to guard us, but it's always trusting in the will of God. And so that story of, of Dan talking, going first to adoration and saying, Lord, if you want it, I'm open to it. And that's when our guardian angel can work, right? Yeah. When we <laughs> Look what happened. God's will. Wow. Yeah. Father Michael Hurley, our spiritual director, the music means we need to wrap things up, and we'd like to close, Father, with a final blessing for all of our listeners. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. May he turn his countenance toward you and give you peace. And may the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be yours now and forever. Amen. Amen. Father Michael Hurley, a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Stay tuned. Mass is next, and we are back again tomorrow, and we hope to see you then. Make it a great day.